to Expounded Universe, Season 8, Episode 12, Kiwatu the Watcher. The book, Star Trek The Next Generation, X-Men, Planet X. The year, for the last time, I don't know. With your hosts, Jeff and John, let's go. A person who would stick his dick through a hole in a shower wall has no honor. That's what I do. I press the button that says cloak. Such is my distaste for Cyclops. Anyone sees you fucking this statue, they know you want to fuck. That's right, it's Expounded Universe, the podcast where we discuss Star Trek and X-Men. And I am Jeff, and that is John, and hello! Hello! And welcome! Yes, it's time for the very final chapters of Planet X. Hell yeah, we are finishing this. Mm -hmm. It is donezo. It is Dunzo Washington. Yeah, now we just have to talk about it for about an hour, and then I can burn this book. <laughs> Don't burn that book. It's worth about six bucks. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. But you know what? I feel like I would like to bask in the glow of about six bucks worth of fire. <laughs> That's. I mean, I'm going to get way more out of that than I would six bucks of wood. That's true. Well, that's not true. No, no. That, that's incorrect. Six bucks of wood will get you plenty of firewood. That, that's a good chunk of firewood. Yeah. But it won't be as satisfying of firewood. Mm, I don't know. You ever get a good crackle going? You ever sit there and you got a good old crackle? Yeah, man. I got a fire pit in the backyard. I love crackles. Yeah, Here, man. Hearing them fire cracks. You get up in there and you're like, hey, it's time to crackle, my dude. Yeah. And then I'm like, yes, this is exactly what I want. I want to smell like this tomorrow no matter what. <laughs> I want to wake up tomorrow and be like... Man, I smell like a fire. Oh, crap. I've been hickory cured. <laughs> Someone just walks up and like, dude, you're jerky now. <laughs> Are you okay? Did your house burn down? No, I went to an outdoor fire pit for more than an hour. Oh, oh, okay. oh yeah. You fucked up. Yeah, that'll happen. Did you huddle around near it? Of course I did. Are you the guy who the smoke always follows? That's everybody at the fire, actually. Yeah, the smoke breaks off and follows everyone simultaneously yeah. i don't think you understand yeah outdoor fires try them out yeah. if, unless you're in southern california then don't i mean we don't need the help <laughs> we're good i was gonna say it's like when i worked at you know a comedy club and it was not in california so people could smoke in there and after working there for like five hours in a night come home and be like oh i'm cigarettes now <laughs> I never even thought about that. That club was smoke, smoking allowed? Yeah, they had one smoke-free show, which mm -hmm. was the early show, and then everything else, you know, they had, like, smoke sucker things on the ceiling, but it doesn't matter. You're going to leave smelling like cigarettes. I, I would have never even considered it. I bet half the people in the audience are just there because it's a smoking okay joint, and they're just sitting well, again, there just chaining through smokes. Well, again, this is California. No one gives a shit. That's, we can't. Yeah. That's Florida true. Is an point. entirely different beast. That's right. I, I I wouldn't have even occurred to me to check the smoking allowances in in uh, Florida. I assume it's perfectly fine. Yeah, everything is perfectly fine. You <laughs> Nothing gotta, is perfectly fine you, in Florida. You, you got a crack pipe? Go to town. It's Florida. Welcome to Florida. Smoke mm -hmm. up. <laughs> <laughs> we just give you the spoon. <laughs> You're gross, Florida. Uh, Florida. I I mean, I was going to say I miss you, but I, you know, not really. <laughs> there are some people I miss, but not really Florida. Oh, Florida. I miss the lessons you imparted to me. <laughs> like a wise old mentor who showed up to teach me the true meaning of Christmas. Mm -hmm. I will miss you. <laughs> so uh, let's see, John. This is the last three chapters of, of uh, Planet X. And what do we have going on? 
Well, I mean, basically all of this is just wrap up. Like that's all we're doing now. Uh, although we do get to start off with one last bit of holodeck business. Yeah, it's Worf in the holodeck again. Now, this has been maybe three days since Worf even showed up from DS9, and now he's done two different vacation stints in the holodeck, and I'm like, I thought there were only like three of those, and there's a lot of people on this ship. Don't you have to ration that that time usage? No, I'm in charge. I'm Worf. No, fuck you. <laughs> I don't have to go by the ration units that everyone else on the ship does. I'm not part of the crew. I'm a guest, and you let me do whatever I want. I'm sure he's just throwing... I'm using the soaps that aren't supposed to be used. I'm they sure... look like shells. <laughs> I'm sure he's just throwing the ensigns out left and right. You, fuck off. Barclay, no. <laughs> you, ensign dipshit, out. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, but but Worf, I just figured out how to make Troy appear completely naked. Yeah, no, gross. Out. Yeah, out. No, Barclay, you're the worst. Go out. Out. Gross. <laughs> Honestly, when I first saw, because the first thing it says is the holodeck doors opened, and for some reason in my head, I thought this was going to be one last Xavier bit. Oh yeah, a little more Xavier business. Even though it was very clear that he had, that the conversation had cut off with uh, Picard in the last time we saw him, where he was just like, oh feel free to call on me again. Yeah, for some reason... And talk I thought to Barkley was... about the nude codes. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like the X-Men talking to, like, hologram Xavier for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why that popped into my head. <laughs> Please tell us what to do, Professor X. Of course, as a holographic simulation to Professor X, I'll tell you what uh, what's going on here on the, my Earth. Yeah, but, you know, instead of any of that, it is Worf going in... To his hot stink jungle again. Yeah, I love this because he goes in with Wolverine again, and he's like, "Hey, this is my own hot stink jungle. <laughs> Why didn't you make your own hot stink jungle?" And Wolverine's like, "Because who gives a shit where you're fighting?" Which is actually a pretty solid argument. I do enjoy that. Like going in there, he's like, "I thought you said you were going to make your own program." Yeah, but I don't give a fuck where we fight. Yeah, no, it was a pretty clever thing for Wolverine. I mean, ultimately, this is all going to fall apart when you when you consider how hard it would have been for Wolverine to program what he did, given that he is Wolverine and not a holodeck programmer. Now, that I does just bring up my question of, what exactly do you do if you're like, I have a program I want to do? Do you just walk up to the computer and say... Hey, computer, can you make this happen? And it says yes or no. Uh, yeah, actually. I mean, that happens all the time in, in the various Star Trek shows. Uh, I mean, you you have the famous computer I- extrapolate what it would look like if dinosaurs just kept evolving. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it generates the exact race that they, they run into in, in Voyager. You also have the, uh, or the first season episode where uh, Riker wants to go to a jazz club. And so he just keeps telling the, the he's like, give me a woman. And then it's like, here's a pretty woman. No, blondes don't like jazz. <laughs> Make her a redhead. And he just, uh, it's that kind of shit. Where the computer's like straight up interpreting his, he's like, okay, well, we're going to give you the perfect woman, Riker, whatever you needed. Well, it'll just keep going. Uh, so apparently it is a very intuitive inter- interface, but but even Wolverine does some stuff here that's, it would be very hard to explain to the computer, basically. Yeah. I mean, even. <sighs> I mean, we might as well say what happens first, and then we'll, and then we can discuss why it's pretty much impossible what Wolverine accomplishes. Yeah, so, you know, they get in there, and Worf is just like, oh, well, this better not suck ass, because you apparently will suck as someone that programs mm-hmm. things if you can't even make my stink jungle different. Mm-hmm. 
Like, you know, ultimately Wolverine could have been like, yeah, it's a weird dimensional coincidence that your stink jungle is the same thing as the Savage Land. Don't, weird, right? Yeah, crazy. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we also have a jungle place to fight. <laughs> but <laughs> we also have a place we fight that's that one firelit cave you guys always create, you know, where the cave entrance kind of scoops off to the left. So you know cam- that one? Camera left. The one you've used for every single Klingon thing ever in a holodeck. Well, we got it. <laughs> we have one of those for the X-Men, too. Uh. So, instead of random aliens with weapons coming out, first we get Sabretooth, and I am okay with that. Yeah, like, Sabretooth kind of makes sense. Of the ones that you could have where he's like, oh, I'm going to program X-Men villains into here, I'm like... Sabretooth is at least someone who's like, he's a hand-to-hand combatant. Mm-hmm. Yes, he has a healing factor, but like, if you cut his head off, you'll still kill him. Or, or at least incapacitate him long enough that, that he's going to stay down for a while. Like, he is a very difficult, but still fightable foe. Mm-hmm. But again, this requires the, I mean, we'll, uh, we'll finish this up. So he, Sabretooth comes out first. He's like, ah, I'm glad you came to see me, Logan, you know, or whatever. But then, after he has some words, we just start getting a cavalcade of X-Men bi- villains. Yeah, like, out comes Blob, and mm-hmm. I go, hey, uh, neither of you can really do much against him, so <laughs> that's weird. I've always thought that that Blob, theoretically, is slashable. He's just not, like, you could cut him up, maybe? Well, he's his fat is basically Mr. Fantastic levels of resistant and stretchy okay so so no the claws are just gonna poke at him and that's it i mean there have been several instances where wolverine just like stabs him and it just goes into his gut and comes back out yeah so he's not a, he's not a great foe i mean you can usually when blob gets beaten normally it's if someone hits him in the head hard enough to knock him unconscious or yeah, he just, ain't got fat around his head yeah or someone just goes you know oh oh it's you mind control whatever i'm i'm gene gray sit sit the sit your fat ass down the uh, <laughs> the other thing is Blob, at least, again, maybe you could fight him. Because you're like, oh, I probably won't defeat you, but I can, like, mess around and dodge you, and it's kind of it's, he, an he, interesting yeah. fight. He's a neat training dummy, anyway, and he's basically invincible, but at least... You know, he's, he's just sort of a giant dude that can kind of try and grab at you. Yeah, so he's he's he makes for an okay fight because he's not the best at fighting you. You just are never going to kill him. And then out steps, oh, you know, just your your favorite <laughs> X-Man villain. Yeah. Eunice the Untouchable. Ah, the famous Eunice the Untouchable. Now, be clear, that's U-N-U-S, and his name, it's not just an old woman named Eunice. Yeah. <laughs> it is Anus the Untouchable. Don't touch my anus. Enus the Untouchable, here to here to catch them Duke boys. Ugh. No, Unus the Untouchable is a deep cut for and most people. Also, probably the worst thing you could bring out, except our next one, because his whole power is, what do you have? Oh, I've just got a force field around me. Do you do anything interesting? No. No, his whole power is that he has a force field that makes it really hard to get at him. Uh, it's like, so what do you do? Uh, I slash at his force field and nothing happens? And there's two How fun. In- yeah, there's two instances of people getting through his force field with physical attacks in, like, the history of Marvel. So neither of them were like, you know, he got hit by a big stupid Klingon sword. Yeah, no. Uh, None of that is going to matter. Yeah. But he's also, unlike, say, the Blob, where you're not going to beat him, but at least you can kind of fight with him, he's just going to be like... I'm in a bubble. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. What, what now? But technically, Nothing. his fighting style, I think, is to use the bubble to kind of force people off the ground and stuff. Like, he, he aggressively uses his force field. So that's kind of a neat fight and everything, but it's also not a fair fight. It's no, not it's gonna nothing be fun. you can do. It's not going to be fun. Where, how come he didn't create some of the, like, give him the replications of some sword guys? Yeah, There's you'd plenty think, of X-Men sword guys. You'd think he'd be like, oh, yeah, what, do, what are we going to do? We'll do some of the X-Men ones that are like, beatable dudes yeah beat or, or yeah or you like can, toad yeah toad someone you're like oh that's a slippery motherfucker but you can fight him i mean technically you could also be like this is the blob ordinarily he's completely indestructible but because this is a hologram of him i programmed him to be destruct Not- a little destructible <laughs> and then finally i, th- I think it's the last one yeah comes stepping out of the trees pounding footsteps and he's like oh man that earthquake nonsense almost sounds like footsteps and out comes motherfucking Juggernaut, who's happy to see Wolverine, the, the hologram. He's like, ah, I'm glad we're going to get this started. Uh, so I, I guess he also programmed them to be chummy. Yeah, because all of them were like, ah, good, finally we can scrap. Yeah, but Juggernaut is a really hard concept to program into a holodeck, especially for a first-timer. You have to be like, all right, I need a huge idiot. Uh, put him in armor that stops mental attacks. Also, I need you to replicate a magic gem that gives him unstoppable super strength. Well, I mean, at that point, you're just like, he has ridiculous super strength. If we look, maybe there's a gem there, but it's not like you're replicating anything. It's all just hologram. I mean, yeah. It makes me wonder if all these people weren't also stored in the uh, database of the computer. That's what I was assuming. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, they had all those files, which is how they made Xavier. So did they also like, oh, when we were over in your universe we just got files on all of the people you've ever fought including real no-name bullshit ones if they did that then this isn't actually all that nice of a gift it's more like he just went through and curated the list for for uh wharf than anything else it's like he made him a mixtape yeah which i mean (laughs) obviously is what wolverine would do because they have a great bromance they clearly do although he has vastly overestimated the 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 abilities of his uh companion wharf he really- I mean, honestly, he's overestimated his own abilities. He has, like, a hard time 1v1-ing Creed, mm-hmm. so him and Sabretooth are like, oh, yeah, we're basically even. I don't know if he's ever beaten Juggernaut. Uh, not really? <laughs> I mean, he can get the helmet off, but then it's always like, and now for a psychic person. Yeah. So this is, this was, I mean, ultimately, John, who would you have put in this room instead? What would be, who would be your four? I mean, Sabretooth is a good pick. I mm-hmm. like that as a pick. Again, I'm going to say Toad. Yeah, that's a fair He's pick. Yeah. Hard to fight, but he is someone that you can hit and take down. Yeah, sure. Uh, I would probably want someone that's... <sighs> it would be weird because if you put in something like, say, uh, like Mastermind, mm-hmm. who's like, oh, he has illusion powers, which is basically just he has control over the holodeck? Yeah, that would not be a smart thing. That that would be a whole extra episode. Oh, yeah, because yeah. then you're like, oh, no, I made a hologram that has control over the holograms. Yeah. Oops, my Th- bad. This isn't good. <laughs> It'd be like making Mysterio in your holodeck and then just getting real fucked up over everything. Yeah. Uh, I think my four would mostly be sword dudes uh, or weapon people. Like, well, I, I'm also fine with Sabretooth. But I think I'd throw, like, Spiral in as a potential fight for him, because Spiral's got a lot of swords, and that's basically her core gimmick. I'm going to throw in Phantom X, because he sucks and I want to see him die. <laughs> I'll throw Quentin Quire in there, because <laughs> psychic powers can't exist here, so he's just a bitch. It's just a glob Herman, because it'd be neat to hit him with a bat left. 
I just want to see what his reaction shot is. <laughs> no, I, I was thinking spiral uh, Shatterstar would be kind of fun to throw oh, in see, there. I was thinking long shot. Long shot would also be acceptable, but it was, I mean, ultimately, I feel like that would just be the holodeck with the difficulty turned up. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh yeah, he, he uh, predicts your moves as soon as you make them. It's basically, he's cheap. Yeah, no. <laughs> Don't throw low kicks. He instantly throws you. <laughs> bullshit. Uh, bullshit guy. Uh, Grim Reaper, I, I think I'd probably put in. Mm, sure, I guess, though I I don't know why I usually think of him as an Avengers villain more. Uh, I mean, I, I think he makes his way up there from time to time, but I always think of him specifically as a uh, X-Force villain. Eh. Uh, uh, and finally, Wolverine. I mean, you want to leave him the gift of, you can beat me up anytime, yeah, Bob. fight me. Yeah. I mean, you can make it one of the various... You, you, like, you I can, mean, make a Lady Deathstroke. Oh, yeah, a, a Lady Deathstroke. Yeah. Who I believe is also a DC character that does exist. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, I'd be like, here, I'm, I'm going to give you me, but also in one of my rare costumes, so it's worth more. Here, this, I'm giving you the, the Weapon X costume. I got the dumb helmet and everything. Stupid helmet, and I'm covered in wires, and I'm wet for some reason. And I am hanging brain. <laughs> Uh, this is the me where I've only got one hand. It's uh, the Age of Apocalypse Wolverine. It's cool, though, because claws still pop out of my other stump. <laughs> I spent 50 credits on this. <laughs> Neat, right? That cost me nine ninety nine in crystals. And here you can fight the Phoenix Force Cyclops, eh? <laughs> Neat. <laughs> and here you go. This is Wolverine with uh, venom on him. <laughs> here I gave you the ultimate Colossus to fight. <laughs> oh. Hey. He's the gay one. <laughs> He's the good one. If you just, he, you, I said what I said. <laughs> It'd be kind of great if you just went through and gave him all the, the gay Marvel characters. Uh, Here you uh, can fight uh, North Star. Uh, the, the most recent incarnation of Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. And then just not explain what that what the connection between them is. It's not like it's not like Worf's going to know. Yeah, they'll just be like, huh, that's a weird assortment of people you've given me. <laughs> Uh, okay. So that's pretty much what happens is, is, uh, Wolverine's like, yeah, now you're going to have a, a real scrap. Ha <laughs> ha. It's time for fighting. Now I also know because he's Wolverine, he does not have the authority to turn off the safety protocols here. So you're going to be fighting like juggernaut and saber tooth and blob and so on. But the safeties are on, <laughs> which means they're just candy babies. <laughs> Well, ultimately, they'll punch you, and it won't kill you. It'll knock you. He's gonna be. They're gonna be really good at knocking Worf down because Worf won't turn the safeties off either. Usually, no. But it'll be like he'll run at Juggernaut, hit him with a bat left. Nothing happens. Juggernaut backhand him. Yeah, he and goes flying like, into a right. wall, and he's fine. Great, he's automatically fine. It's everything. The only person I've known who really turned off the Hall of uh, Tech safety features was Belana Torres, and that's because she was a suicidal piece of crap. Well, also Data, when he uh, was being controlled by Lore and felt anger one time when he was fighting against the Borg. Yeah, that's right. I know my shit. You've got it down. Good I, for you. I know what I'm about. And by the way, I mean to. Su I don't mean to suggest that Belana Torres was a piece of crap because she was suicidal. It's uh, those are two unrelated things. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so take that, take that, uh, into consideration. Thank you. Please. And thank you. Uh, now after that, we get everyone in the meeting room, you know, that big long table that they've got where yeah. they all get together and discuss what dumb shit is happening in the episode. Yeah. It's not the ready room. It's the, uh, the, the meeting hall, whatever. Who yeah, cares? It's that meeting room. Yeah. It's the meeting. They've room. got a, a TV on one end and then a big oval table. It's the via room at the local Hyatt. 
That's right. Mm-hmm. They're in the princess ballroom. <laughs> well, they have to get this done by four because there's a prom tonight. <laughs> so, yeah, they've got all the standards that you would expect. So, Warf Riker, Troy, Crusher, Data, LaForge, and mm-hmm. then all of the X-Men as well. Mm-hmm. So, it's, uh, it's a little crowded it's in there. It's the most crowded it's ever been, thinks Picard. My goodness. Why did I invite all of these people here? <laughs> Was Guinan really necessary? <laughs> Was Worf really necessary? I mean, in this entire interaction, Data and Worf do nothing. Barclay, what are you even doing in here? And Barclay's like, oh, I'm sorry, I must be in the wrong room. And he's just like scanning Shadowcat. <laughs> yeah, hold, yeah hold, hold, hold still, please. Yeah, that will come in handy later. <laughs> it's a good thing I was transferred to Jupiter Station like three seasons ago, so none of these jokes make sense. Ah. <laughs> uh. So this is the part of the story where we basically get the breakdown of, so, what really happened? <laughs> yeah, this is the last page of the Encyclopedia Brown novel. So Riker's first up, and he gets to be like, and now to explain what was going on with the Dracon. Yeah, so he's like, all right, so, the Dracon, as you well know, were uh, attempting to seed mutant mutations onto that planet so they could harvest them. At a certain point, they had a colossal windfall where they discovered a way to create mutants, but it didn't work on the Dracon. Yeah, they're like, oh, we found the X gene, but for some reason the Dracon don't have that. So they're like, all right, we got to find some race. How did they find it? I don't know. <laughs> the fact that he's like, oh, yeah, at one point they found out that there was a mutant gene. You're like, how? Who were they experimenting on that they were like hey let's find out if they can take uh superpowers for these random people that aren't us what a complex experiment this was because the other thing we learn is that the dracon ability to grant the x gene to people has a 22 year dormancy period before it starts to work well yeah they were like oh we have to first seed the gas Mm -hmm. and then It's anyone born after that, because it's not going to turn you into a mutant. It just makes it so that people born then will have their mutant gene activated, maybe, when they turn 22. Yeah. Uh, Which, it's a weird decision. What I understand is how they figured out how to do it. That means they had to have some other species besides them that they were doing really long-form experimentation on, including breeding them. And... This, apparently, is the first time they've tried this. Mm -hmm. But it also, and they mention this, they're like, oh yeah, there's a super brief window where they could actually get these people. Because they need to make sure that they get anyone that has powers, but then also get them before they know how to use the powers. Yeah. Because otherwise otherwise they're fucking superheroes. Yeah, you can't get them because they're superheroes now. So, So they have this little tiny window of success margin, which is why they didn't just fuck off when the Enterprise showed up and then come back later. Uh, so, although honestly, when they showed up, I was like, that's too late. Yeah. Your window was way too late. So apparently it it affects an entire generation, but only a few people from that generation mutate, which is what stops them from just showing up two years before the mutation crisis and just kidnapping a bunch of kids. Yeah. Just being like, all right, who's 20 right now? All of you will, will take you. And, uh, in two years you'll turn into mutants. Yeah. And ultimately, their goal was that the Dracon are a expansionistic, warlike species that were playing to train these uh, 
transformed Jaldians to be a shock troop army for the. For, they weren't going to drain them for their mutant juice, which makes me sad because I was really excited about that prospect. Yeah, I don't know where you got that from. Where in the twisted imaginings of your dark mind you I got mean, it, someone was going to throw a mutant in a blender and suck the juice down <laughs> look creating and, and imbibing mutant juice to give yourself mutant powers is like a time-honored x-men tradition it's, is it though? yeah oh it completely is that's what the x-men villain the the juicer does juicer ah, yes the juicer <laughs> his name is juicero Juice- <laughs> juicero yeah. juicero is an x-men villain who drinks the who drinks mutant juice Obviously. Mm-hmm. And Juice is a mutant who really doesn't like him very much. No. <laughs> Hates him. Juice's whole power is that he is an exceptionally juicy mutant. <laughs> That's his power. <laughs> Guys, I'm so juicy. Yeah, yeah we, we know. We all saw the sweatpants. <laughs> We get it. No, but guys, I'm real juicy. Okay, you know what? <laughs> I'm extra juicy right now. <laughs> you gotta get out before Juicero gets you. <laughs> Look, uh, Juicero's on the way. You gotta, you gotta go, Juice. I think Juicero was just made up by the X Men to get rid of Juice. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, he was the first step of Operation Juice is Loose. <laughs> Uh, so yes, uh, Riker just sort of gets to go, yeah, this is what their plan was, and we stopped them, and the reason we know that is because Wolverine, I don't know, probably oh, that stabbed was, the guy. That was awful. There's yeah. A, there's a part where they're like, how did we figure out this information from a Dracon? Oh, we didn't. We left one of them alone in a room with Wolverine, and I'm like, there is no way that's okay. Yeah, and the thing is, Picard's like, uh, you did what? Yeah. And Riker's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> the prime directive doesn't apply to mutants, Captain. <laughs> yeah, but they're under my jurisdiction, you dickhead. <laughs> I, I don't think it matters if you're like, well, the whole no torture thing doesn't count if it's mutants. There's nothing in the rule book that says a mutant can't torture someone. Yeah, no, it very clearly does. No, no, right there. <laughs> A mutant can't torture someone. It's there. Yeah, that's why we had to ban juice. Because it was so torturous to be around. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm real juicy. <laughs> Get out. You want to you wanna feel? Oh, no. It's real squishy in there. <laughs> I'm like a full sponge. You'll find that I am most loofah-like at the moment. Oh, I'm going to vomit. Get out of here, Juice. I also considered human stress ball for my name. (laughs) If you squeeze this part of me, this other part bulges out. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's time for LaForge to take the uh, stand and be like, all right, now that we know what the Dracon were doing, it's time for me to tell you what was going on with you guys. Yeah, because Lord knows the best way to write a book is to just introduce some problems, then have nothing happen for a long time, and then have a ten- an engineer come in and be like, all right, so what happened was... Oh, yeah, and he's like, all right, so I found out that Verderon particles cover Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. Then I found out that the starbase where you guys came in got blasted with Verderon particles. And then I looked, and they're... Uh, logs say that they've got your time hook that we lost. 
Yeah, and so when you use your time hooks, the Verderon particles between you and the and the time hook that was still at Starbase 88 were intermingled, probably on the quantum level, and so naturally you were pulled right to them. That's why you showed up at Starbase 88 next to a time hook that you didn't see, because it was in a box. And that's why you showed up at this time in this area, mm-hmm. instead of just randomly somewhere in all of space-time, it's because the space hook was there. Yep. The time hook. The, the whatever. Who cares? The time-space-whatever hook. The MacGuffin was there, and now you're here. It doesn't matter. And he's like, well, anyway, I'm pretty sure I know how to just do engineering so that your time hooks won't have the problem anymore. Look, we're just going to get the time hook from Starbase 88, and I'm going to give it a good deep scrubbing to get those Verderon particles off. We're just going to use the hose. (laughs) We're going to take it out back. We're going to take the time hook and Nightcrawler out back, hose them off. (laughs) Uh. Hey, I could probably help hosing them off if you want to hose them off with juice. Get out! <laughs> Damn it, juice! Violet, I'm turning violet, Violet. Ugh. It's me, juice. It's me, who wants a squeezins? You don't want to drink some fresh home-pressed? <laughs> I've got so many varieties. <laughs> All of them me flavored. <laughs> Who wants a couple of plums in their mouth? <laughs> Juice, I will murder you. Oh, uh, p- before you murder me, though, what's your uh, what's your opinion on pulp? You want <laughs> you want some pulp? No pulp? Too no, bad. No pulp. <laughs> oh, there's always some pulp. Oh, don't <laughs> you worry about that. It's always a little pulpy. <laughs> Good lord. Well, that's the grossest mutant. Uh, Move aside, maggot. <laughs> it's juice. <laughs> It's Juice's time to shine. That's right, baby. Now it's time for me to concentrate. Uh, Juice jokes. I get it. I get the joke. (sighs) So, yes, LaForge tells them all that he'll engineering and it'll be fine. (laughs) Yep. And then it's Dr. Crusher's time to get up and explain everything. Yep. So Dr. Crusher gets up and she's like, hey, so... I'm sure you guys all are fully aware, because it was in the last episode, uh, that I can cure the mutations of the transformed on Jaldia. I can also cure your mutations. If you would like to be ordinary humans, I can do that for each and every one of you. Yeah, because I took the cure, and I went, hey, computer, extrapolate from theoretical database how to make this work on the X-Men. How would I remove the mutation gene from an extrapolated future dinosaur? Oh, like Mm. that? Man! Why aren't we using this computer more for cool things? <laughs> well, all like, and, and she has to be like, well, you'd, you'd all turn right into regular old Homo sapiens. And Wolverine doesn't interject and go, uh, actually, I was never a human in the first place. I was, I'm a, I'm a lupus sapiens technically. I've read a lot of my own comics. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my backstory. Honestly, <laughs> no one else does either. It's some bullshit. I should never have had my own book. Uh. <laughs> But, but yeah, course- I like that Nightcrawler's like, you know, the only people who have ever offered to make us homo sapiens have been our enemies. Yeah, it's never a good thing. Please don't do that. Especially Wolverine has to be like, no, fuck no. I would die if you did that. <laughs> I would die from having a metal skeleton. Actually, wait, oh, no, wait you know, he's no, bone he claw Wolverine. He'd be fine, wouldn't he? Yeah. He'd, he'd just does. have really fucked up arms from the bone claws. Yeah, he'd have bone spurs. Yeah. It, I mean, how would he? why would he ever turn that down? He'd be like, oh, no, society has rejected me because of... My ability to heal real fast, which ultimately only turns up if I get into fights or into a big accident. Like, he's the most passing mutant. Oh, yeah. 
He's got such passing privilege. A lot of them have passing privilege, which feels weird when you like, like Jean Grey could just no. That's the whole point of them versus say the Morlocks is they're like, hey, fuck you. You keep talking about how oppressed you are, but literally all of you except for like three are fine. Yeah, and even those three are all cute because when when uh, God struck you down with weird mutations, he went with cute blue. And the the mm. one that couldn't pass for human because you look like an angel from Christian divinity. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. <laughs> Everyone loves Beast. He's basically a teddy bear that went through the wash. <laughs> Oops. I put your teddy bear in with a lot of blue jeans. Sorry. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. No. It's uh, it, it's it's anyway. None of them want the this kid. They they they're all like, no, no, hell no, no. All of us are, have fought our whole lives to accept who we are. And now that we do, we don't want to change it. Plus, you know, all of us have rad superpowers, and and out of the group here, only two of us even look weird. Yeah, and of that, only one of them really looks weird. Yeah, Angel's pretty much just a dude with wings. I, I'm sure people yell at him and stuff on in the street, but oh, yeah, when was course. the last time he was like in the street? He's Angel. He's never going to be on the ground. Yeah. He <sighs> even goes up above his his uh, girlfriend's parents' house to fuck his girlfriend. <laughs> An actual true thing that happened. Uh, comic books. <laughs> he fucks like an uh, eagle falling out of the sky. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, I, the doctor's just like, yeah, I figured, but yeah. I had to offer. Yeah, that was fair. Uh, and then... Uh, luckily, it's not like they go, and Commander Data, what have you got to say? <laughs> All right, and Worf, bring us up to speed. Uh, I did nothing. <laughs> I did enjoy fighting the Juggernaut. <laughs> it sucked a lot. Okay, great. Data, your turn. I'm fully skilled in all forms of communication. What? What are you talking about? I meant to say pleasure. <laughs> I just uh, fell apart in the middle of my own joke, Captain. I will go ahead and sit back down. <laughs> this bit is ruined. I'm sorry, <laughs> Captain. Ever since I got that emotion chip, I've just been real messed up. I've got, I don't have good emotions. Look, I've got some real turbulent <laughs> juice going on right now. He's <laughs> my real problem, Captain. <laughs> that, the only emotion that this chip puts out is juicy. <laughs> Crunchy. I'm feeling exceptionally juicy right now, everybody. Ugh. So, uh, yeah, we end with, at that point, well, Picard, Picard and yeah. Aurora. Yeah, they're all getting up to leave, and, and Picard's like, oh, and uh, Aurora, may, may, would you stay so we can have a word? Might you laugh with me if I said Commander Worf's head looks like a fanny? No, Captain, I would find that distasteful. <laughs> that would be in very poor taste. Ah, yes. <laughs> Do you know how many mutations I have to deal with on a daily, on a daily basis that are just sad kid with broken head? <laughs> that would be... It's very common. Real sad for me. <laughs> Uh, but he's just like, hey, you know when you uh, you got on the ship and you were like, we probably shouldn't bang? How about we bang? Yeah? And he's like, hey, you said when you said we shouldn't bang that you had one exception. What was that exception? Was it my dick? <laughs> was it the captain's log? <laughs> Wait, and- that sounds like poop. Please excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> I'm bad at innuendo. Unless you're into it. <laughs> 
Uh, okay. But so, Storms is like, yeah, you know, we're about to leave forever. Are you sure you want to get down and nasty? Yeah, and Picard's whole thing on the show has long been established as he doesn't like that sort of shit. He's he's a long-term relationship kind of guy. Yeah, he, he is there for the actual relationship of it, mm-hmm. not just to bone down. Yeah, no, that's what Riker's for. Riker's the bone down man. <laughs> Sounds like a really bad horror movie. Actually, it sounds like a really good mutant. <laughs> no, nah, man. The Bone Down Man comes after you right after the Bye Bye Man. <laughs> oh, the Bone Down Man. As soon as you say the Bone Down Man, it gets in your brain. You can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> and he walks after you very slowly. He won't stop. And <laughs> He's got a huge erection. <laughs> hey there. You want to bone down? Hi there. I'm huge erection. <laughs> So yeah, Picard eventually is like, yeah, all right, I guess let's let's not then. Yeah, well, how about we just shower together? Huh? Hmm? Yeah? Huh? yeah. Get slippery? Get those, those Verteron particles off you. Huh? You want to get real slippery? Hey, maybe you need some juice on it. <laughs> uh, get out of here, juice. <laughs> <laughs> the X-Men in our timeline are far worse. <laughs> We have our own X-Men, of course, juicier than yours. <laughs> but the principle is essentially the same. <laughs> uh, Let me introduce you to the X-Men of the 24th century. Juice, OJ, purple stuff, <laughs> Sunny D, <laughs> and of course, Juicero. <laughs> Villain. <laughs> uh, that's the end of that chapter. Last chapter before the epilogue is basically two pages yeah it's a send-off it's just everyone saying goodbye you know wolverine and Worf hug tenderly yeah the, it, it even it's this chapter has to be the most uh devoid of emotion that i've ever it's it's just like here's the person who hugged this person oh yeah there's a paragraph that i mean read I'll it. just read it read it dr crusher exchanged goodbyes with archangel Data with Colossus, and Banshee with Lieutenant Robinson and Lieutenant Rager. Storm, on the other hand, separated herself from the crowd and approached the captain's smaller group. I will miss you, she told them. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck you, book. <laughs> what is that? It's like square dance instructions. <laughs> now bow to your partner. Now miss them tenderly. <laughs> if your name is Banshee, then... Say goodbye to Lieutenant. That's a Ra- Rager. That is. That's a that's a march, not a really a square dance. Uh, swing your partner in the mud, fill her socks and shoes with crud. No, it's fine. It fits the uh, it fits the square dance line structure. <laughs> Every, everything's okay. Uh, I mean, it could be used for either one. It depends on how Arlie Ermy your voice is. How Arlie Ermy are you? <laughs> you got to wake up pretty Arlie Ermy in the morning. <laughs> Take my OK Cupid quiz. How early Ermy are you? <laughs> Turns out I'm 76%. Weird. Ooh, that's more than the actual Arlie Ermy. <laughs> Arlie Ermy took it and he was only 23. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So... Turns out Juice is 100% Arlie Ermy. <laughs> he's the most Arlie Ermy. It's a shame he's in lives in a universe where there was never an Arlie Ermy. I know. He'll never understand the significance of that test he took on OK Cupid. <laughs> All right. So. Good lord. Oh, this is going nuts. Uh, anyway. For some reason, Shadowcat seems to be heavily involved in the process of repairing the time hooks. 
I don't know if she's involved in the repairing, but she was like, when LaForge was saying, oh yeah, this is what I'm going to do, she pipes in and goes, oh yeah, it's because of this and that, and you need to get rid of him, and then we can use that time hook. And he's like, uh, yes. <laughs> so apparently she has some electrical engineering knowledge, which I was not aware was part of her skill set, but it doesn't surprise me. Well, also, we're talking about future tech here, because this was Kang's time hook. Yeah. So even if she's like, oh, yeah, I've got my, like, PhD in engineering, except also this is from, like, 300 years in the future, so I have no idea what's going on. Oh, it's cool. She eventually becomes the new Star-Lord of the Guardians of the Galaxy, so obviously she knows all kinds of space tech stuff. <laughs> all kinds of it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so so for some reason she's heavily involved and is one of the ones working on the time hooks right to the last second. Yeah. I think we, we, we get... Uh, Picard finally is like, hey, Aurora, my name's Jean-Luc. Yes, why don't you call me Jean-Luc? And she smiled the smile of a delighted child. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like Storm. Yay, chocolate! Eee! I mean, how would she know? I don't think Storm was ever a delighted child. <laughs> she was like a street pickpocket in Cairo or something? Yeah. But, uh... There we go. Right at the end, they disappear. No flash of light, nothing, just they're gone. Pop, they're gone. And, uh, you know, Picard felt richer for having known them, and one of them in particular. One might even say he felt transformed. <laughs> and then he was like, Ensign, set a course and roll out. Oh, wait, wrong transformed. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that ending is horrible. Perhaps he even felt transformed. Eh? Uh, uh, and you, then Picard looked around and was like, eh, you get it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Juice gets it. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do get it. It's funny. <laughs> I'm juicy. <laughs> yeah, we know, thanks. I'm just happy to be involved. I'm juicing out of every pore. <laughs> uh, I kind of wish he'd been like, he truly felt transformed. But he couldn't stop thinking about the men, the brave men and women who were lost on the on the uh, battle with the Dracon. They were truly now X Men. <laughs> Maybe their kids would be able to live on in the next generation. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's well. Truly, the Dracon had not counted on the uh, unexpected int- introduction of trained superhero mutants to stop them. Some sort of X factor that they couldn't predict. <laughs> uh, Excalibur. <laughs> uh, and there is an epilogue. Yeah, there's an epilogue. The epilogue is that they, uh, the X-Men get home, and we get a lot of description about, oh, it's lots of nice pine trees. And, and everyone's waiting for the next shoe to drop, and they aren't going to be able to stay here, but nothing happens, and... Angel's like, fuck this, I'm flying. Yeah, he takes off, and they can see the mansion off in the distance, and they're like, it seems as though we are truly finally home. Meanwhile, I really enjoyed that, dot, 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 Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's go raise the kids of the mansion until they can be adults, because they are truly the next generation. Ah, I made that joke. Yeah, you made it the other way, though. No, I didn't. Oh, were you also talking about the next generation? I thought you were talking about the kid, the... 
the next generation of X-Men or whatever. The, no, man, the yeah. children of the, the people who died. No, you're fine. You made that joke then. I stand yeah. back. I yeah. stand I yeah. stand corrected. Get off my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm juicing them. I'm juicing these nuts. Who wants almond milk? <laughs> Get out of here, Juice. You're the worst mutant. <laughs> Meanwhile, off in the trees, sipping a pina colada with sunglasses on in a lawn chair is Beak. <laughs> Barnell Bohusk. <laughs> sure enough. No. <laughs> of course not. Uh, it is Q. Finally Q. What would this be without Q? Yeah, this this didn't have a cohesive narrative that hung together anyway with the time hooks and the fight against the Jaldians. It all made perfectly fine sense. But no, we need to find out that Q did it because Lord knows it wouldn't make be fun if Q didn't do it. Yeah, and Q is sitting there like, you see, I told you it would all be fine. Nothing's happened and everything turned out all right. And next to him is motherfucking Uatu the Watcher. Oh, hold on. Let's be very clear. It never says the word Uatu. It just calls him the Watcher over and over. I checked because I wanted to see if this was Uatu, but no, it's just some Watcher. It's Uatu. He it's... is the Watcher of Earth. Uh huh, sure. He doesn't get a name, though. It's just some if Watcher. If some other Watcher showed up on Uatu's turf, they would have beef. Yeah, it would they would go be able, down. They wouldn't be able to do anything about it. They just have to observe each other. They're, They're like, oh, I'm going to watch do, you so hard. Doing that two fingers at their eyes thing. <laughs> you watching you. Watching you. <laughs> I'm watching you watch me. This is my turf. How yeah, dare I'm, you? I'm watching you watch your turf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching your turf watch you. What? <laughs> Why am I on ego? We all have to come here, Uatu. Everyone loves to watch juice. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> Look, he's rolling down a hill. I, I can't believe that Mojo hasn't snagged this guy yet. We. <laughs> I'm so juicy. The juice protects my tenders. Uh, but yes, Uatu and Q hanging out. Banging. <laughs> hanging and banging. In the back of an El Camino. <laughs> uh Ugh. Yeah, no, they're hanging out, and Watu's like, hey, uh, I can only observe. I may not interfere. And it's like, great, yeah, you, you establish what watchers do, thanks. Yeah, but he's like, ah, you know, most people that try to fuck with the time stream for their own gain usually fuck it up. And Q's is like, yeah, they're not me. I'm yeah. Q. Yeah, maybe in your stupid galaxy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm sure that people in this universe are real dumb idiots about that, but I'm Q, so, uh, nah. <laughs> Everything's great. You talk down to me about timelines. Picard never talked down to me about timelines. <laughs> Actually, probably did. I'm sure he did on several occasions. Uh, Q stands up from his lawn chair, snaps it out of existence, then snaps his sunglasses and drink out of existence. Uh. And he's like, yeah, so I isn't it a weird coincidence that the time hooks brought the X-Men right over where they needed to be, just in time to save the Jaldians. And <laughs> Watcher's just like, why do you give a fuck if the Jaldians are okay? I'm keeping an eye on them is all you need to know, is basically Q's response. Q, obviously, like, because I want rad mutants in the Star Trek universe? Duh. <laughs> Except, well, I guess there's a few left. A lot of them took the cure. Well, some of them did. Yeah. But it's not like they cured the entire populace. The gas that was out there that made it seeded so, so, is probably still there. So we're saying that it's just going forward, there's going to be mutants on Jaldia. What I'm saying is, yeah, it's probably going to be basically like Earth now, where a tiny percent of the population just, they hit 22 and become mutants. 
Well, now we know why it happened to a planet with an X in the name, because that's just the sort of dumb symmetry crap that Q thinks is funny. Yeah. So, But also, at least they're on a planet where they're like, yeah, you know, you'll hit 22 and maybe you become a mutant, but then there's always the ability to, like, walk into your local office and go, hey, here, please. Uh, I'm a mutant. I, don't, I would like not to be. Hey, like, I, probably- I turned into a weird rabbit that shoots lasers out of my asshole. Please cure me. <laughs> Yeah, hi. Uh, could you go ahead and give me a hand with the cure? For some reason, I'm accumulating juice at a rapid rate. <laughs> I'm getting real uh, moist, I want to say. <laughs> kind of. I feel kind of besotted, maybe soaked. Yeah, I feel <laughs> just like mm, real, real full. I got a bloat going on, if you will. I'm very bloated with uh, some kind of liquid. <laughs> I'm really liquidy right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so I guess maybe that plan... The other nice thing about that is if everyone gets their mutation at 22 on Jaldia, then you don't have any of the horror stories that happen to the X-Men all the time. Like that multiple man one where he has a son and then he accidentally absorbs his son immediately. Yeah. Or, you know, what happened to Rogue with her first boyfriend. Yeah. So all of them can be like, yeah, when you turn 22, go off into the mountains for your, like, day of observation or whatever it was that that this book started with, and then you will figure out what your superpower is in a way that doesn't, like, tragically kill anyone. Yeah, except maybe yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, my mutant power is that I can't breathe oxygen. Whoops, daisies. (laughs) But there you go. Mm -hmm. There is the end of the book. We're done. Wrapped we all up in it. a nice Q-bow. Oh, yeah. You know, Q's basically like, ha-ha, and I may see you again soon, Watcher. Maybe even sooner than you think, although that's a relative term. And then he snaps his fingers and leaves, and the Watcher goes, oh, that Q. How mysterious. Anyway, time to watch things for me. <laughs> oh, that Q. How sexy he is. <laughs> if only I could do anything but watch. <laughs> but I like to watch. <sighs> All right, end of Planet X, my man. Yeah, we're done. We did it. We can do Star Wars again. But before we do that, we do have a wrap-up episode next week. If you want to ask us any questions or comments, concerns about this book, you can go on to our Discord, go into our Expounded Universe thread, but use the hashtag Planet X so we can find it. Yep, people have already started asking really good questions, so that's appreciated. If you hate Discord and never want to be on it, you can also tweet at us with the hashtag PlanetX. Yeah, although hopefully there's not some other hashtag PlanetX out there that I don't know about that makes it hard to find. I mean... We'll find out. I I would assume not, but meh. Yeah, it doesn't sound very likely. Uh, So there you go, and thank you so much for listening. As always, if you want to hear yet more stuff about Star Trek and the X-Men, you can go to our bonus content podcasts. Uh, We have one for this show where we go on to various internet sites, come up with interesting information about Star Trek and the X-Men, and then come back to tell each other fun stories. That's right. We are going to figure out some stuff to tell each other and you. We will uh, do that for, I don't know, some time. And uh, you can listen to it yep. if you want. Yeah, you can. And that'll only... I mean, <clears> I guess. That'll cost you, uh, what, two bucks per System Mastery episode? It's like $4 a month to pledge to the level where you get four bonus Star Trek X-Men, pretty soon Star Wars again, episodes delivered hot and steaming fresh to your ears. Yeah, you get it hot and ready. Mm-hmm. Like a Little Caesars pizza all up in your ear you hole. Get, you get our hottest juice right to you. Mmm, hot juice. (laughs) 
Well, that's fine. That's just like au jus. You know, it's like a beef dipping. That's juice. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the other people on his team. <laughs> yeah, be- beef dipping. No, oh, au jus. Oh, au jus. <laughs> We got he's, purple stuff, Sunny D, Oju. Wait, yeah, what? He, he's from France. <laughs> he, he's one of the all new, all different. <laughs> he had to rescue us from Milk Island once. We, we got uh, Oju, <clears throat> Aquas Frescas, <laughs> Gazpacho. <laughs> uh, anyway. Da, und Borscht. <laughs> und Borscht. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We have loved telling you all about these X-Men and these Star Treks. Mm-hmm. Of course, I am the best there is at what I do. And what I do is burn this book and I can get back to Star Wars now. <laughs> <laughs>